0: This episode is brought to you by Eastern Bank, the largest commercial bank headquartered in Massachusetts with more than two centuries of service to the various communities it serves. Eastern supports investing in people and places that are poised to make a difference, doing good things to help people prosper. To learn more about Eastern Bank, please visit easternbank.com. That's EasternBank.com. Hi, I'm Juliette Mayers. Welcome to Entering the Inspiration Zone with Juliet Mayers, a podcast for business professionals and entrepreneurs seeking positive connection and professional development. As an accomplished author, speaker, DEI strategist, and member of Forbes Coaches Council, I am living the dream, and I love helping others achieve their dreams. Each episode, I will share with you actionable steps that you can take to build the work and life you've imagined. Welcome. I am so excited to have my friend Jackie Glenn on this episode this morning, where we're going to be talking about authenticity. And when I think of authenticity, (laughs) I think of Jack, because she's someone who definitely keeps it real. So, Jackie, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Juliet. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful to have you here.
0: So a little bit about Jackie, and then I will turn it over to her to have her tell you her story. But Jackie Glenn is founder and CEO of Blend Diversity a diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting practice that helps empower individuals, leaders, and corporations to foster equitable and inclusive spaces for all. She's a former human resources executive and global chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer for Dell EMC. Jackie has worked in various industries and has helped countless people in terms of her groundbreaking work. She's also a community leader and serves on a number of boards, and is the author of the best-selling book, Lift As I Climb, An Immigrant Girl's Journey Through Corporate America. So welcome, Jackie.
1: It's so nice to be here with you, my Caribbean sister. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Love it, love it.
0: So Jackie, as you know, we always start on this podcast about telling our listeners about your story so they get to know who you are before Uh we delve into our topic today, which is authenticity.
1: So, you know, as Juliet said, I came to this country and I like to introduce myself, Juliet, by saying my name is Jackie Glenn and I hail from the sunny island of Jamaica. And I always introduce myself like that because it wasn't long ago that I didn't necessarily love my accent. And I remember getting a promotion to a job where I had to be on stage. And I remember being in the green room, talking to a fellow presenter, and she said, you know, own your accent. And so she said, one way you can own your accent is by just getting it out there that you have an accent. And I have to tell you, Juliet, that has been my brand. You know, when I, no matter if I'm in Dubai, I'm in Marrakech, I'm in Ireland, I'm in South Africa, when I was in corporate America, when I take that stage and say my name and say where I'm from, it really, really gets the crowd going and embrace my accent and what we're going to talk about authenticity. So I grew up in Jamaica with a family of 11 of us. I was a middle child and you know what they say about middle child. And I, my story is in my book, Lift As I Clam, but I basically came to this country at the age of 19, leaving my, pit, my family, all my siblings, and my mom had a friend who lived in Shawnee Mission, Kansas, who always vacationed with her family in Jamaica and really asked, what was I going to do when I graduated from high school and I didn't know. And so she said, Why don't you come to America? And so she sponsored me and I ended up in Shawnee Mission, Kansas. Now, let me <laughs> real and authentic. I don't think there was one black person in Shawnee Mission, Kansas. And as if you read my book, it says from nanny to CDO, because yeah. I came to this country as a nanny. That's where my journey began in mm-hmm. that little town. I don't even know if it's little anymore yeah. in Kansas. Out of 11 children, I raised my hand to go. I came. And I'll just add this before you start asking me some questions, Juliet. Mm -hmm. I came here at the age of 19, left everything I knew, and I really went into culture shock. And then later on in the years, I sponsored my entire family to come to the U.S. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I can definitely relate to you on that front, you know, because two of an immigrant and went through that process, but clearly you have paved the way, not only for your family, but for so many others. Anything else you want to share about that before we- uh, Sure, about- sure.
1: So I came to Shawnee Mission, Kansas and my employer, you know, knew that I was young and knew that this was just a way to get me there. So I nannied for two years and then moved to Boston, uh, Massachusetts, where all my family was, all my family and my father's side. My first job was at the Deaconess Hospital, now Beth Israel Deaconess, Mm -hmm. as a unit clerk. I went back to school, Emmanuel College, got my undergrad, from there I went to Leslie, got my graduate degree, and just kept working, and then met my husband in the midst of that, got married, had two beautiful daughters and I'm just fast forwarding a son and we have three grown children now and five grandchildren, Juliet. You know, the yes. story just evolved around how I came to this country and used some of the things that I grew upon in Jamaica to sort of navigate my way, not sort of, to navigate my way through corporate America. And that's why it was so important for me. To title my book, Lift As I Climb, An Immigrant Girl's Journey, because mm-hmm. it's my journey. And as an immigrant girl, I want that to be something that society would know that I am proud of being an immigrant girl's journey through corporate mm-hmm. America. And a
0: wonderful example of the American dream. I definitely can relate to that given my own journey. Jackie, you have taken what many call a lot of people talk about authenticity. And uh, to be quite candid, I have a huge issue with how a lot of people refer to the term because I always ask the question, authenticity to whom? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes when people talk about authenticity, they want you to be authentic, but in their context, (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> Which may not be authentic for you. Right. Exactly. Authentic. Exactly. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, I one, your, your book is fantastic and your whole story and description of being on stage and your friend uh, urging you to own your accent and how you've parlayed that into not only being true to yourself, but also helping others. So talk to us about how you define authenticity and what it has meant
1: for you you know authenticity to who Juliet I'd say to me. I believe in you know it's not um, lost on in this conversation that the gem that we're talking about, which I call my gem is authenticity mm-hmm. and it happened to be the first paragraph in the book and the first gem gem number one thing about when you ask the question authenticity to who it's to me and mm-hmm. I think we have to be authentic to ourselves. You know, asking that question because sometimes people are being really rude or disrespectful or mean, or Mm -hmm. as I like say, they're not being kind. And then I said, "I'm just being my authentic self." And I begged a bit different, said, "No, you're being rude." Yes, talk about (laughs) authenticity. I'm talking about things like owning your accent, like you know, I always say, showing up authentically is asking yourself this question. And it's always about that word, think. is what I'm about to say to Juliet. Is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? So I always use that word, think. And if I can't answer it with a resounding yes, then I table my authenticity. Or I'll say to you, authentically, Juliet, can we take that offline or talk about it another time? If I feel like I can't be really candid and authentic, because right. a lot of times people are not ready to hear me. Mm-hmm. And Juliet, I want to also add a point to it that there were times with me being in corporate America where my authenticity was mistaken for being that angry black woman, or being well, yeah, or <laughs> bossy, mm-hmm. or you know, not cooperating, or who does she think she is? You know, I really had to speak my truth.
0: Yeah, and that's what I meant, Jackie, you know, the fact, because I, too, experienced many of those moments, and I think, to be candid, I almost did the reverse of what you did, you know, <laughs> early early in my career, um, you know, having you know, a Barbadian accent and mm-hmm. being, uh, experiencing that culture shock, and in my case, I didn't have anyone here to advocate for me, my grandmother was the person who had sent for me. My mom wasn't in this country and so forth. And it makes it difficult if you're in that space to be truly authentic when people are constantly judging you and ridiculing you because of their own ignorance, right? right? So I really think it's something that requires that context. And it also requires allies. I loved what you said about, you know, accepting people's inabilities and flaws, okay. and, you know, because oftentimes people project their own issues yeah. onto you. And so this whole notion, I think, is such an important element, particularly when you are from a different demographic, right? When you're not the, the demographic that's in power, quote, unquote so or when you're not in the majority yeah. right so right
1: right in a boardroom right. and right. you're asking yourself, should i say something because right. i'm going to have to talk and i'm the only one who look like me and yeah. you know when i first started out i would not speak up because I didn't want people asking me, what did you say? Oh, can mm-hmm. you say that again? Mm-hmm. And so I always say to people now as an HR executive, when people come to me and say, Juliet or somebody, you know, I can't understand them. I said, why don't you first activate your listening skill as a leader, activate it. So listen to hear and then maybe I or du- we will slow down mm-hmm. and take a deep breath yeah, and really speak Slowly, because I know for me, as a Caribbean woman with an accent, when I get riled up or when I am nervous, my accent even come out more. Mm-hmm. So I will always, or if I'm in an heated or as I like to call it, a spirited dialogue, <laughs> <laughs> my accent tend to come out a lot more. And right. so, a lot of time when I am in a spirited dialogue, I will calmly say, "Okay, here is." why I strongly disagree, Julia.
0: Yeah. And I also want to pick up on <laughs> this whole concept because I talk about it in my book, A Black Woman's Guide to Networking. The The whole- I have it here on my
1: wall. Yes, no, yes. <laughs>
0: thank, thank you, thank you. So you have both books, thank you. Yes. So this whole notion of what others may describe as being passionate, Right. Mm-hmm. This, that's why I always think the context is so important. What others may describe as being passionate or isn't Jackie passionate or even isn't Janet passionate or whatever. Mm-hmm. That when you are a black woman, right, unfortunately, because of bias and historical patterns of, of bias, mm-hmm. people may mi- misinterpret of your course. passion for anger. And then you somehow what your key message gets sidelined, or you get mischaracterized, oh, here she goes, the angry black woman, uh, rather than people really paying attention and viewing you through the same lens that they viewed the other person who was passionate.
1: Right, Right, right. And one of the things that I found, often happened to me when I was in corporate America, where someone you are calling in someone on a behavior that you found offensive and instead of them activating their listening skill they want to put it back on you and said you know she I was afraid of her she's very intimidating and I really felt like she was bullying me I mean there was like so <laughs> much pieces to this that we could talk about when you show up authentically right and I Always, you know, I have two daughters, two adult daughters. And I always say, Juliet, that when I coach them now because they're adults and, you know, I'm their mother, but I'm also their coach, you take on a coach like role when your child, when your children become adults. And I always say, you know, continue to show up authentically and don't let people put their label on you because they don't want to hear what you have to say. So in this day, or I like to say in this era, Mm -hmm. that I have coined the era of the five Ps, which for your listeners is the pandemic, politics, protests, prejudice, and polarization. Mm -hmm. When we as individual call people in on their behavior and you're being authentic because now is a time in this era that you have to be Deliberate and intentional in reminding people that that behavior is offensive and why You could get labeled when you're being right. as a bully, as an angry black woman. Right. I'm afraid of her, especially if you're leading and managing a group or you're a colleague right. and you speak your mind. Right. And so, I will caution people that as you go to be authentic, my mom just popped in my head. It was not here. It was not you know, it's gone on years ago. Mm-hmm. She always said, choose the time you want to do it. Choose your battle, basically. Right. You know, am I going to be authentic right here in front of 50 people? Or am I going to wait and authentically speak to Juliet? Mm-hmm. Um, Am I going to call her in? in a privacy, or am I going to call her out in front of 50 people? And you have to decide how do you show up authentically? Or you might show up still in the group and say, Juliet, I'd love to talk yeah. to you a little bit more about that because I strongly disagree with that Mm-hmm. Notion.
0: Yeah, I think about all of this, a lot of it, as with many of the topics that, you know, I try to address here on this podcast, it comes back to the relationship. Yes, Because when we have real relationships, when we take the time to get to know others, when we take the time to listen, and Mm. I love your thing about calling in, right, versus calling out, (laughs) but when we take the time to listen, when we take the time to learn, when we take the time to truly get to know people and to truly respect and value who they are, we are less likely to be so focused on ourselves mm-hmm. that we are quick to label. I really have a big problem with people, you know, constantly, and I know this is a, a hot topic, but I'll, I'll say it, I think we have to be careful about canceling people so quickly. <laughs> I think a lot of these issues are opportunities mm-hmm. for conversation. And yes, if someone is malicious, absolutely, it should be addressed. I'm not suggesting that it shouldn't be. Right. And a lot of these other day-to-day kinds of things that happened in meetings and with speaking to others and so forth is because of the lack of relationship. And I know that's something that you value dearly in terms of your both your work and in terms of your friendships and so forth. What advice would you have for a young person who may be struggling with their authenticity and how they show up in the workplace, knowing that all of these
1: landmines exist. Well, this advice, Juliet, I'd give to anyone in any you know generation. So I give it to millennials. I'd give it to Gen Z, Gen X, but I'll also give it to Boomers mm-hmm. who have always struggled with that framing up. What advice would I give to them about authenticity? Don't mistake authenticity for having an attitude of being rude or not being respectful. That is not authenticity. Mm -hmm. But you know, you've got to show, I always say, meet people where they are. Yes. And meet people where they are. And that goes to your point about cancer, the cancer culture that we're in. Meet people where they are, number one. And then also, you know, use every interaction as a teachable moment. And no matter what age you are, are a just-in-time opportunity to coach someone. Mm-hmm. And so when you're showing up authentically, you have to meet people where they are. Use that as a coaching moment to people. But the third one, and the one that I like the best, is to approach everything with empathy. Even showing up authentic, authentically. This morning, we we're both struggling with that word. Yeah. Showing up <laughs> authentically can mean you approach everything. So Juliet, you said something to me, I find it to be a little colored with a little bit of microaggression. You know, I might approach the conversation with you authentically, but also add in a, a sprinkle of empathy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going through, Juliet. Right. So mm-hmm. I am going to say, okay, Juliet. And I, I want the viewers to understand when I, everything that I teach about and talk about in my book, I I love empathy. I think the Mm -hmm. word empathy is so important, especially in this era that we find ourselves, the era of the five P. And I saw a quote years ago, and I don't know who to attribute it to. So if you're listening, I attribute to you. It's (laughs) that all empathy require of us is to step outside of our own immune emotion And view things entirely from the other person's standpoint. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean, Juliet, that you're agreeing with what I have to say. But if you're showing up authentically, you also have to show up with empathy. So it's just requiring you to just step outside of your own emotion. If I'm giving you some feedback and view things entirely from the other person's standpoint. So those are the tips that I would Mm -hmm. give approach it with authenticity. use it as a cultural or a teaching moment and you know and another piece that I would say to you is to pick your battles wisely and I'll add it because there are times when someone might say something that you find to be off-colored or a little bit of microaggression sprinkling and I always like to wait and, mm-hmm. and again Julia it goes back to your remarks on cancer culture, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to pick your battles and wait.
0: So some people may not have those skill sets, right, in terms of being able to navigate Mm -hmm. the situation or the conversation in a way that they are being authentic and also not uh, in being intimidating. And it's interesting because unfortunately that's another criticism of black women. Often you intimidate me. It's like, Oh my God, what am I doing to intimidate you? I just said, hello. No, it was.
1: (laughs) I just told you you were wrong. You were wrong. And so that is not how I feel about that. So I'm intimidating you because.
0: So I think again, a lot of this has to do with all of us really one, as you said, being, having some empathy but mm-hmm. also working on building those relationships. I told you, Jackie, one of the things I'm really excited about is my third book, is bringing these concepts together, right? The strategic networking and the relationship building and the integration of diversity, equity, and inclusion and key things that we as leaders need to, to do in terms of our behaviors and actions. So you are uh, are definitely a thought leader in your space and you have won many awards and and all of that. And obviously, this topic of authenticity is one that, you know, we've been talking mostly to people in different conversations. What would you say to executives who may be listening to this in terms of things that they can do to encourage and help to cultivate a climate of authenticity?
1: I always, I will say to leaders, you know, you have a lot of you out there said, you know, I want to support you in your career. I have an open door. I always remind people to keep reminding, especially someone that's new in their career or young in their career. I'm here for you. Let your audio match your video. I want to this quick to remember your Mm -hmm. audio, because there's a lot of talking out there. I'm here to support you. I'm an ally, but are you really there? So you can't just be saying it, but not doing it. Mm -hmm. And so when I was in corporate America, I get a lot of audio, but their video didn't match their audio. They were Mm -hmm. talking a lot and doing a little. So if you're a leader and you're listening, your audio has to match your video. If Mm -hmm. someone wants to come into your office authentically and say, look, Juliet, at the meeting, I felt like you tone police me. And here is why I felt that way. Don't say, no, I didn't tone police you. I don't even want Let the person speak their truth and listen with empathy with your listening skill. And so that's what I would say to leader. Your audience to match your video. You don't listen to fix. Listen to hear. Love that. So don't listen to fix. Listen Listen to hear. Hear Hear what they have to say. Yeah. A lot of times, all of us are guilty of this. We're listening, but we're like, "Okay, oh, how can I fix Juliet? How can I help Jackie? Instead of listening to hear. Mm-hmm. And be an active ally. The word ally is a verb. Mm-hmm. It means you've got to do something. You can't just sit there and say, Jackie, I'm here for you. I'm your ally, but you're mm-hmm. doing nothing. So when I come mm-hmm. in, listening is doing something keeping an open in mind and being authentic that, you know, Jackie, I might not have an answer for you, but my door is always open and I will listen.
0: Excellent. Excellent advice. So in a minute, I'm going to ask you to tell our listeners how they can reach you. And so at first I'm going to summarize some of the wonderful takeaways that I, I call it, making it real yes, <laughs> yes, yes. From, from, from our conversation because I think it's so important that people walk away with understanding how this all comes together and and being able to take action. uh, One of the key things that you're talking about on what they're hearing today. We started this journey with you talking about your authenticity as an immigrant from the island of Jamaica and how important it is for people to show up as their Authentic selves, and really to own whatever it is that is true for you and not allow other people to change that about you. I also heard you say that how important it is to, as we are in the workplace, to Mm -hmm. really listen to each other Mm -hmm. uh, and, and listen not just to be able to respond or to fix things, but also listening to understand and to hear. Another important thing that you talked about is meeting people where they are world of cancel culture and also in terms of us judging and pointing out people's flaws to really think about when people are saying something or not sure about something, meet them where they are also to to show up authentically as a leader, right? And not just to say you're an ally for someone, but to actually be an ally by doing something about it. So if you're saying to someone, you know, I'm here for you as really, truly be there for them, and take action on things that you can do to support. I also think it's the another major one that really resonated with me, because I'm constantly talking about it, we actually have a podcast on it, uh, developing empathy for the lived experiences of others, but just right. em- empathy in general, Right, uh, how important that is, as something that we really need to lean into, and be empathetic, put yourself in the other person's shoes. And yeah. in order to do that, you really need to listen, you need to right. slow down, you need to be authentic, and you need to be kind. Those are all fabulous, fabulous gems. They're fabulous learnings. And I I hope for those of you who are listening, you will walk away with what is it that you can do to show up authentically in your everyday experience. One thing I want to also share with people, if you haven't yet taken the time to reflect on your, your own relationships, to take the time to do that, because as I mentioned to Jackie in this conversation, and she knows this about me, it all comes back to the relationship. (laughs) So what are you doing to strengthen your relationships? What are you doing to make sure that you are building that muscle in terms of your network? Because at the end of the day, if we're not having great relationships, if we don't have great relationships with people, and we see them as the other, and we don't have that trust, then none of this is going to work. So Jackie, I want to give you this opportunity to share with our
1: listeners how they can reach you. Yeah. Thank you, Julia. Thank you so much. And it's always a pleasure to just talk about any of the gems that are in my book, but the one that we're talking about today, authenticity, just resonated with me because You know, I live authentically. I like to tell people. Um, You can reach me on LinkedIn, Jackie Glenn. You can reach me at my website, glendiversity.com, or you can send me an email at Jackie, Jackie at glendiversitysolutions.com. But I thank you so much, Juliet, for having me here today. And we could talk for hours (laughs) on this topic because it's such a misunderstood word. Right. Important word for we as women, but especially as women of color.
0: Yes. Yes. So thank you very much. And you will also be able to find Jackie's information in the show notes. And so wonderful. Again, thank you for the conversation.
1: My pleasure.
0: Thank you for joining us on Entering the Inspiration Zone. Until next time, we would love to hear from you. So if you'd like to join our mailing list, please send an email to info at inspirationzonellc.com. That's info at inspirationzonellc.com. And be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Thank you and have a fabulous day.